Hi, welcome to another episode of Amplify Your Soul. I'm Jen. And I'm Juliet. And today we have Nate Scripture, who is a wonderful energy healer. We're bringing in energy healers um, in a series that we're doing. And Nate, tell us about your specialties. Well, um, you know, I, I do focus on energy healing. That's a big part of, of what I'm doing right now. But I do a little bit of um, a little bit of mediumship as well. I also focus on um, channeling and some of the other things. But I, I really I, I love the energy work. I feel like that's the most important work to be doing right now for me um, and helping people learn about how to manage their energy, which is something that we are all understanding more and more and how it affects, you know, everything that we do. Nate, how did you come into recognizing your intuitive gifts and what was your background before you dove into energy healing? Yeah, sure, sure. I can tell you a little bit. I mean, I don't know if it's like a natural, you know, path that I arrived here, but, um, you know, I I grew up in Washington, D.C. I went to Gettysburg College and I started to see spirits when I was there. You know, Gettysburg was a battlefield where quite a few souls had passed. It wasn't really a... You know, I guess if I thought about it now, that was a crazy place to go. But, um, you know, I started seeing spirits my freshman year and uh, that that was very unusual to me. And I kind of shut that part of me off. I was like, no way. <clears throat> and it wasn't just me. Quite a few other students on campus were seeing these things, too. Um, so anyway, I, I put that out of my mind. I didn't really want to deal with that. And then later, um, after I graduated, I decided I was going to work for Discovery Channel. Now, that was like a big, you know. A big goal of mine. I wanted to take my business and my artistic um, knowledge and, and mix them together. And uh, I, I ended up doing a lot of wildlife programming and traveling around the world and seeing different people and different things and different environments. And of course, that is where I started to really understand how energy works because you know you're going to these places that are so different. You know, whether you're in the depths of the Amazon or in the northern territory of Australia or in India, or Africa, every time you're in one of these locations, they all have a kind of like a signature. They're, they're different, but they're just, you pick on that, you pick that up. And I started picking that up more and more everywhere I went. And, um, and then my experiences became more, more profound, more beautiful. I was starting to open up to that type of stuff, understanding that, you know, what we, what we perceive is, you know, through our, through our eyes, our ears, our sight, our normal senses, but also how we feel and, um, so that that opened me up a lot. You know, I, I, I had some really amazing experiences. I can share some if you like. So Nate, I'm fascinated by you seeing Getty Berg spirits. Were they soldiers? Were, were they something you were seeing in your mind's eye? Or were you also seeing it with your naked eye or your, you know, your visual eyes? Were they in soldier gear? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. This is very interesting that you asked that question. Um, you know, Gettysburg College is right on the battlefields where, you know, the Gettysburg War happened. And um, uh, it's the whole campus is actually, I think it was during the war. I think they were like, you know, an infirmary hospital, like some of the buildings were converted into like locations to help others. Um, I the first time I started seeing spirits, it was like um, like like older, older women, you know, like, a, you know, first like I think it was the first or second night of my my school, I, I, I felt this crazy chill in my bed and I opened my eyes, you know, and I look up and there's this woman like standing over me with her hair pulled back and kind of with a little bit of a scowl. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, what are you what are you seeing? And uh, <clears throat> anyway, that that really freaked me out. And I had this linebacker of a roommate who was in the bunk bed above me. And I was like, wake up. 
And uh, no, he slept through it. He didn't help me. So I just pulled the covers over and, and I was like, please go away. And uh, that, that type of thing would continue to happen. I'd see like shadows or, you know, like on the tower of one of our buildings, we have like a Glatfelter building. It's like a bell tower. Um, you would see like a silhouette of a bean up there that shouldn't be up there. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And then other people around campus were seeing people in full um, military garb. You know, I had a couple of my friends were on the battlefields early one morning <clears throat> and through the fog, they saw an entire bat battalion of soldiers walking through. Um, and there was no recreation happening at like, it was like 5.30 in the morning. <clears throat> so um, yeah, these kind of supernatural experiences occurred there. There's a, a really crazy energy, I, I should say. It's, a bit heavy, you know, as you imagine, a lot of souls have passed there and have died there. Um, so, you know, I didn't really want to get into that. I didn't really know what that was, you know. I, I, as a child, I had experienced a little bit of that, and um, it kind of was like, I don't, I don't understand this. I need to move on, you know. And so, I didn't really dive into anything, but um, that was part of my experience. And then eventually, I, I graduated and I was out of Gettysburg, and you know, like I said, I went to Discovery Channel. So. Amazing, Nate. Something is asking, uh, something is telling me to ask you, do, do, does anyone in your family have psychic gifts like you? And I know we're supposed to talk about energy, but I think we need to do you being a male one and two, um, you know, just your experiences alone. Thank you for coming on this show. We, we really want to dive into your background a little bit uh, and how that um, helped you on your path that you're on today. So was there anyone in your family that had some gifts that you know, um, you know, I, the way I, not that I'm aware of in the, in the, in the normal sense that we talk, talk about it now, you know, I suppose in those days I had very intuitive relatives, you know, um, none that really talked about spirit. Now my mom's, my dad's from upstate New York. He's kind of like a German Irish background, English background. And my, um, mother is from India. And so, um, as a child, we would, we would travel there to see her mom. And I think her mom was actually somewhat open to that. Um, but she didn't speak English and I didn't speak Urdu or Hindi. So there were, you know, that, that, and I was much younger. So, you know, that wasn't even a conversation we had, but I remember them taking me in parts of uh, Bombay, you know, um, and taking me to go see like, um, readers, you know, they would do like palm readings and we would, we'd go through like, it would look like a bomb bombed out building, you know, and we'd walk through all these crazy floors up, you know, up flights. And I'd be like, what are, what are you guys doing? Where were you going? You know, and then we'd go into this room that was basically like a, a war-torn style room, very few items in it and like an old Indian sage, you know, and he'd be sitting there and there'd be like a little incense burning. And, you know, I, of course I didn't speak the language, but my, my aunt and my mom were translating and they wanted to do readings for the whole family. So I suppose there, that aspect of my family has always been there. You know, they, they believe in that world. Um, and so, I suppose it carries through now with me. Um, you know, I think those things in those days were harder to also talk about to some degree. Um, but uh, I do now know that a couple of my relatives are opening up. Like uh, I have an aunt. She's wonderful. I, I know she, she's she got mediumship ability. Um, and I have a, uh, a cousin who is also opening up to stuff with two cousins. So, you know, I feel like everybody is opening up to uh, different different gifts and different ways of being. And, yeah, I think that's actually exciting now. Thank you. So, so move us forward a little bit from your, um, I don't want to, was it a frightened state you were at when you saw these images at Gettysburg to now you're a full-fledged healer? Right. Um, 
how, how did you know? And you mentioned working for the Discovery Channel. Can you summarize how you got from from being fearful? Because a lot of the, our listeners are beginning on their journey, and some of it is a little fearful. And moving forward into where you are today, accepting it and actually being an energy healer because that's your gift. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I don't know how I sew all that together, but I I, I feel like. Um, Part of it is understanding that, you know, the, the universe and the fabric that surrounds us is quite different than we perceive in our normal way. And, you know, I think when you, I think the, the fears that come in are usually from like programming, right? Like, you know, from movies and videos and all, all the things that have kind of like infiltrated our psyches, right? We're just now like, this is the way it's going to be and it's going to be terrible. And, you know, the thing is, you have you have um, imminent domain, you have domain over everything, you're a sovereign being, right? So you don't necessarily have to experience that. So if you're somebody who's really sensitive and sees spirits and doesn't want to see spirits, you don't have to see them like that. You know what I mean? You can, you, there's a way to close that out. You can ask your guides to help you do that. But, um, you know, for me, it wasn't, I suppose the Gettysburg thing was a little Wait, bit terrifying. You, like, second? Oh, you said yeah, something sure. very important, which is you can yeah. ask your guides to help you with what intention that you want to set or boundary you want to set. And I would just like to point right. out, you don't even need to know who your guides are. Like you don't need to know them by name. You could just set the intention and say it. So I just wanted to point that out. Really good idea. It's great to mention that because it's true. We know we don't always know who is supporting us on the other side. We know we have a lot of beings okay that are there um and you don't have to know a single one of them just know that <clears throat> you are guided and supported and like you said you don't have to uh you can ask and and not be afraid they'll they'll remove it and that's what happened to me at gettysburg you know i pulled the blanket over and i did that enough times that i was like i'm not like i'm not into this right and they i think they they my guides knew that and they're like okay he's shutting that part of his, his third eye down he's, he's he's out for now um and I think that was okay at the time, you know, I was, you know, I couldn't do four years of that at Gettysburg with spirits all around. I think I would have just flunked out, you know what I mean? You know, so yeah, with, with family and, um, and work, uh, I don't know, I, I guess there's not, for me, a lot of what I experienced was, um, and I had these incredible experiences in nature, you know, and I, I feel like nature is our church. It's where we get our healing. It's where we receive our guidance. It's the place that is actually not fabricated anyway. There's no walls, no castles, no church bells. It's just, you know, the place, our natural state is to be in nature. And so you'll receive a lot of guidance, you know, no matter who you are, it doesn't matter if you're an energy healer or a medium or just a person who wants to be grounded, you know, being out in nature has been so powerful. You know, we're so disconnected from that world now because we're on computers and iPads and we've got Wi-Fi and we're bombarded by all the technology, you know, and in a way that is, um, that is the human disconnection. But then in another way, it's a connection because now we're all connected and doing different things, but it's important to be in nature. And I think from my, from my wildlife travels and from being able to film in these places, I really built that connection. Um, and I was able to experience like really incredible things. I guess some of them could be labeled as uh, mystical, you know, like experiences that like, I was like, what, what, what is happening now? Like, why, why am I in this situation? Like how, wow, like how, watch this thing unfold. I think we talked a little bit about one of my diving experiences, but I did, I think scuba diving, we were filming underwater quite a bit. That um, opened me up to a lot of new worlds and ways of seeing things, not just within, you know, animals and how they interact and, and interact with you, but just the underwater world, you know, um, 
I did, I did, I'll just give you a short story. I, I spent some time on an expedition in Papua New Guinea, and we were, um, we were filming for National Geographic. It was like a, a wildlife special. And so our task was to film t the tiniest things in the world migrating. So I had this idea. Uh, the pitch was, hey, let, let's film little tiny plankton. They make the most, you know, they move the furthest from the bottom of the ocean to the top of the ocean every night. You know, you think about the greatest migrators. So I'm like, let's go film those at night, you know, and they're, they're like this big, you know. And there, there are all sorts of stuff floating in the water at night. You've got like the larva of octopus and squid and, you know, all these plank planktonic creatures are there, right? So I go into the dark with the, with a camera, another director of photography, he goes into the water with his camera and we kind of take off and go our own directions. You know, we jump off the boat and go in the water and you're just sitting there in the pitch black, you know, and it's, it's like you're being, you're like in a cocoon, you know, of, of just being hovering, you know, and I turn on the camera lights because well, you need those. And everything just started to like come in front of me. Like, you know, it was like I was sitting in a galaxy of stars and all these things started flashing and blinking and swirling and dancing. And like, you know, I was just like, literally like in a, I don't know how to even explain it. Like, yeah, just like being in the the womb of the stars. It felt like that. And I, I, I was at that time, I was thinking, God, this is insane. We're, you know, this connection to all these animals that are around me and they're all doing different things. Um, so for me, that was super special. And um, I, I never forgot that, you know, that, that has stayed with me. And, and I've gone on to do more dives where I think I told you guys about one story that uh, was really magical where I saw the entire inside of a boat illuminate with um, bioluminescence and pitch black. And I could see all the animals that were swimming through it. So I don't want to go too far on a tangent, but, you know, um, there is light in the darkest of places. Um, there is, you know, we are part of a fabric. You know, energy is not something that is only yours. It's, you know, it's part of our um, unity, you know, or part of our unity consciousness. So, um, you know, everything is made of energy. Our thoughts, our words, um, the way we behave, um, you know, then, of course, everything in the outside world, you know, we're talking about Wi-Fi and um, cells and, um, you know, we got solar flares. I mean, we're affected by so much, right? The, the moon, when that shifts and the tides are going out, right? We, we feel all of that in our body and we don't really even know how to explain that, right? We don't even understand we're being bombarded. So one of the things in energy work that I like is that, you know, you kind of learn where you start <laughs> and where you end and where, where all that other stuff coming to, coming at you and through you is maybe not all for you. And so if like your audience has a lot of really sensitive people, um, you know, that's a challenge because, you know, we're, we're empathic, right? We feel everything, everything's coming through us. And a lot of the stuff we feel is not ours to feel, you know, it's just somebody else projecting something or, you know, an emotion coming at you that you've now like, you know, taken in and you don't know how to clear it out. So th those are the things I find fascinating about energy and energy healing and making sure, you know, we, we do need to have our own spiritual hygiene our own spiritual energy. Um, That's exactly where I was going. I was going to okay. ask you because you were giving a great example of people who don't necessarily, you know, as an empath and you're getting this information and we have a right. lot of beginners that are in our audience. So what advice could you give them on the spiritual hygiene as you were using the term? Yeah, right. Well, I, there are a lot of different things you can do. I mean, I, I think starting with meditation is a really good one. Um, you know, if you don't have a practice, I, I, I would imagine a lot of people in your audience do have that practice. But if they don't, that practice of meditation is really wonderful, like anchoring your energy down into the earth, you know, almost visualizing it, you know, like you're, you're here planted, you know, um, and you can 
you can sort of visualize all this energy moving out through your body that's not yours and into your feet and into the earth and then replenished with new light. I actually have a meditation on my website that I put up there that's for free. It kind of does that exactly. So if somebody wants to experience it, I've done like a little guided meditation that does pretty much what I'm saying. Um, it's, it's helpful for people who are very empathic, very, you know, who are taking in energies. But meditation would be number one. I think that's the building block for a lot of everything. You know, in meditation, you get quiet, you get centered, you um, you can let the thoughts leave, you can let them exit, you know, you can let everything just go. You don't have to sit there in dead silence. Your mind is going to still roll, but be present with your breath. You know, that really helps a lot. And then as you move through that, there are other methods you can be taught. You know, um, I have a lot of energy tuning forks behind me there that I like to use to help people balance their, their chakras, you know, their energy centers from head to toe. Um, I do a little bit of Reiki energy. So yes, Juliet. <laughs> thank you. Well, Nate, thank you so much for explaining your spiritual experiences. Cause I think so many of us have these different spiritual experiences for you. It was um, down deep in the sea where, you know, there is total darkness and, and you see light uh, as well as for some of us, it's being out in the nature and, and feeling um, just breathing the air and going, Oh my goodness, what am I experiencing today? Uh, but I really wanted to bring our audience to your aha moment. If there was one where I said, Hey, uh, I'm not going to do my regular job anymore. I understand that I'm on this path to move full for and move forward, um, even if it was just a side hustle at, at first. But what would you say? I am meant. I was. I'm meant to do energy healing, and that's what I'm going to do. Where Where did that aha moment take place, and what made you say that to yourself? Um, that's interesting. I, you know, towards the end of my like time in TV, it was right before COVID hit, right? Um, I was, at the time I was running a production company and we were doing quite a, quite a few different genres, motifs. And one of the areas <clears throat> where I was getting downloads for ideas was to develop psychic shows, you know, like Long Island medium, but you know, a little bit different, you know, not the same, but sort of parallel with that. And some paranormal shows actually, which was really funny. Um, so we were developing all these ideas and having some success actually pitching them and people being like, oh my God, these are really a lot of fun. These are great ideas. And then before we knew it, it was 2020 and um, things got crazy because, you know, employees couldn't come into work and, you know, we had to, you know, six feet safe and all that stuff. So um, at that point, the, you know, the TV industry kind of was coming to a halt because crews couldn't go out. We couldn't film. We couldn't, we couldn't do anything because nobody knew what this coronavirus was. So unfortunately, um, everything came to a screeching halt. And, and eventually the company I work for, they, they are larger, uh, they have like international presence, but they closed the U.S. office because of COVID and all the requirements and the restrictions. Um, so at that point, I, I, uh, I thought, okay, let me focus a little bit more on all these other things. You know, I'm getting downloads. I'm getting, you know, I've had some Reiki. I've had some experiences now where I'm like, I feel like I should just investigate. And I, it was. Hang on a second, Nate. If you don't mind me interrupting again, can you explain no? to our audience what a download is? Yeah, I just, it's kind of a generic term. I call it download. It's like, you know, a thought that is almost like placed in your head. You know, it could be your own thought. But, you know, I, I think like most things in, in human consciousness, like they're like in a certain bandwidth, right? And then our mind, as we as we tune into certain frequencies, right, we can, we can like reach up and grab something and like pull it down. I call it a download. But, you know, everything is there for us to create as humans, right? We have access to so much as we get 
um, focused and more quiet, you know? So that that's what a download is for me. Um, but to, to return to the uh, the Reiki thing, like I went and I had, I did my uh, Reiki certification. I was just doing level one. And I remember my energy was like spiking, like, like quite interestingly, you know what I mean? And I was starting to see things, you know, like that I normally wouldn't see within my normal vision, you know? And then I lost track of time, uh, you know, which for a period, like a short period, like, like 45 minutes. So I felt things were happening to me. Like, I, I don't know how to explain that other than it felt like supernatural occurrences were happening with the energy work. And I wanted to know more. So I started reading more and started reading about, you know, metaphysics and the body and, um, there's just so much out there. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to work with Reiki. I'll do self Reiki on myself. And then I was like, you know, I really want to get into the tuning forks, you know, let me try those on, you know, and I practice those on uh, my dog, on my, on my, uh, my ex. Now she, she got tuned, you know, we were, there was a lot of experimentation that happened, which is, which is really normal, you know, because all of us have to experiment and be intuitive with how we work. We're going to work very differently. Like not long ago, I was in Pat Longo's psychic fair, right? And I was one of the energy healers, you know, there were eight of us and each one of us had a very different way of doing things, you know? Um, and it was really cool to watch the others do what they were doing because it was different than what I was doing. And, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think everything is very intuitive in a way. You just kind of almost know. And of course you reach a point where you, you do need some instruction. And at that point, you know, you could take some courses to um, sharpen and hone your skills as you, if you get deeper and deeper, but like any of your audience listening, they, they can, they can, they can play around, have fun with it. You know, it doesn't have to be an expensive endeavor where you're investing in classes and in all heavy tools and, you know, just, just experiment a little bit. I, I think it will, really open people up. Like it's not about like how many classes you could pay for. It's having the courage and the curiosity basically to explore. And you mentioned something that no one's mentioned yet in our um, episodes, which is you lost track of time. Can you please share your experience with that so that if someone else had something similar, they know it's, right, right. it's, I want to say not, abnormal in the world of spiritual development right yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i can even fully wrap my head around it but i i will say that when i returned home from my reiki attunements which were already very intense you know i can see my when they were working on my crown chakra and during the initiation i could see all sorts of wonderful colors and i was feeling very you know very like almost out of the body you know that was the feeling it was like this like violet flame bursting through my head. Anyway, I, I got, I got home and I got out of the car and I ran into a neighbor. And as we were just having like a very basic conversation, I look over his shoulder and I see like a, a craft, a plane, a craft, something in the sky, but it's not moving right or left or forward or backward. It's just hovering in the distance. And, um, I'm trying to have, maintain this conversation with him and not notice that there's like potentially like a craft or ship above, you know, us. And, uh, and I said, okay, I got to go, I got to wrap this up and then go rest for a bit, you know? So we finished, I walk inside and I said, I'm going to use the restroom and then I'm going to take a nap. So I, I looked at the clock and it was like, I don't know, it was like 7.04, I forget exactly what time it was. And I went into the restroom for like, literally like a minute, washed my hands, came out, looked at the clock again, and it was like 7.50. Everything had changed. Um, it was 7.55. I mean, it was something, there was a span of like 45 to 50 minutes, somewhere in there that is unexplainably gone. Um, and I, I, I had some like blank out time too, where I was like, uh, I, I was feeling dazed after that too. So, 
Uh, I drank a bunch of water and then I said, okay, you should probably lie down now. <laughs> um, so I don't know uh, how to explain what that was that I perceived, you know, that mean, but I, I will say as you amplify your energy, as you raise your frequency, as you, um, as those things happen to you, your perception of reality around you also will open up more and more, you know? So um, th that's why the energy work is really important. And we were talking a little bit about how, how um, you know, you're a sovereign being and part of your job as a human in this human experience we're having is to manage your energy, to manage your field uh, because you're, you are being bombarded, right? And you wanna make sure that you're also not bombarding other people with your projections and your own energy, right? Because that creates this whole web, this mess that earth has been in for quite some time. So, you know, it's important. And um, we have to take responsibility for our energy because there's pretty much nothing much we can control ourselves. You know, the universe will unfold in the way it will unfold. Life will happen. Um, you know, we can hope and wish and dream for so many things. And uh, we might want to change the past. We might have a certain vision for the future, but really, it's the present moment that's the most vital for us and, uh, and and making sure that our energy is clear and clean and that we are not adding more chaos into the collective as we kind of, as we're all seeing this big change happening across the planet. So, you know, um, yeah, I think that to me, that's why the energy healing is important because I want people to learn about, um, about that, how to do that and not to, not to feel heavy and horrible and guilty and, you know, um, absorbing all these things that we are encountering, you know, and then to put out good vibes too, because we need, we need more good vibes going out into the collective. Yes. Thank you, Nate, for, for explaining that. Um, now you mentioned Reiki, but we know you also, one of your specialties is uh, intuitive readings using Oracle and tarot cards. Can you explain how you got into that and how that is considered energy healing? Great question. Yeah. Yes. Um, hmm. Okay, I think, you know, when, when I got into, the, you know, studying psychic ability, right, it was sort of like, I don't know, I would, I'd be in a class with like, you know, it'd be like 95 women, right? And it'd be like two, three guys, right? And I'd be like, oh my God, this is super intimidating. And, and all of you women are so advanced, right? Like a lot of them are already like light years ahead in terms of their psychic development. And they're like waiting for the guys to catch up. We're like, you know, running around like idiots trying to figure out our, you know. Um, we love seeing guys in the spiritual space. I'm just going to add that little tidbit. So thank they're, you. They're, they're growing. They're growing. They're growing. It, yeah. You, you know, they may not have. All genders welcome. All genders welcome. Yeah, good. I mean, you know, I, I always feel like it's the women that have been holding space for the men, you know, um, and, and I, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing more and more men. Um, activate and and open up i have friends now they may not do exactly the same things but they you know they're wide they're wide awake they, they perceive and see things and know about things that you know um that are different but to go back to your question the thing for me was i kept on getting in my head like if i was taking a channeling class or intuitive class you know classes where you're trying to you know really unplug from your ego mind your thinking mind right and and i wanted to to be able to receive this information and then share it with other classmates. But that was really hard for me, you know, and it, it, and it's different for everybody. But the one thing that did work for me ultimately was working with cards. You know, I really, I, I really, I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask a question and I'm going to lay down, I'm going to lay down a card. You know, I don't know anything about the tarot. I don't know much about Oracle cards, right? I'm just going to 
put down some cards and see when I ask a question, what I get when I see that card. What does it mean to me? You know, what does the motion in that card do? What does the color mean to me? Um, you know, what is the, the energy signature? Like you can kind of read into the energy, you know, and, and, and how does that pertain to your question, right? Like what, what does this mean? Right. And so I, I kept on doing that. It was very simple practice, you know? Um, and then I would get, I would, things would come clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. And then I'd say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not really a tarot person, but I, I love doing this, you know, and I would get really clear readings for people. And it was kind of like, oh, you arrived at the place where the cards let you shut off your thinking mind in a way and, and let you just be in the moment and be present with the energy that's right there, you know, with the card, with the messages that are coming, you know? And so that, for anybody who's interested in, in that, I highly recommend that as a good practice because, you know, it might cost you $12 for a deck, maybe 20 if you get a nice one. Um, and man, can you learn a lot? You can really learn a lot. And Oracle cards too. I talked about tarot, but Oracle cards are nice for people who don't want to, who, who might want to start a little bit slower. But as you pull, pull the Oracle card, right? You ask, you know, what do I need to know for my highest good, right? What do I need to know in this part of my life, you know? And, and you pull the card with the intention of receiving a truthful and accurate um, answer for your highest good, right? That's kind of how you want to go into it. You pull the card, you lay it down, and you know, then there's a message, and then you open the book and, and you read it, and um, so you're, you're being given like a, like a sacred little teaching or a little guidance that you need, you know? And more often than not, I was like, holy God, this resonates huge. Like, you know, so but the cards were, were great because I feel like I was, I'm so connected to spirit when I do that. I even use them during mediumship readings now. I'll do them, um, I'll use them um, to, to check your energy in your body. You know, I'll, ch I'll check even physical things in your body. Like, you know, I have a relative who, um, um, her child has a um, eczema, right? And I was trying to figure out, okay, what would be good for his eczema, right? And so I pulled out a card and it was like the picture of turkey tail, like the mushroom, the turkey tail mushroom, which is a very healing mushroom. Because I was asking what what remedy, what herb, what, you know, and like in a deck, you're like, how are they going to figure that out? It was kind of like my test to see if the deck could like, you know, give me something, you know, I'm like, I know you don't have like a thing, a medicine thing. And then I saw that and it was like, oh, wow, like, dang, you know, and I went and looked up turkey tail. It does actually have a good effect for that. Um, so the cards are great. You can use them in any capacity, any, any question you have, whether it has in regard to mediumship or uh, energy healing or physical healing of the body. Um, the, the, the cards are really great for me. Now, some of you really awakened women um, just are naturally connected and, and psychically, like it's just, it just flows from, from you guys. You know what I mean? And for me, it, it flows more now than it did. Um, but when I was starting, it felt, it felt a lot like, you know, there was like a, I was like, why is there a block? But I was my, my thinking was my block. So I hope that helps in whatever way, <laughs> you know, that's just been well, my, you didn't so i, I kind of have a couple questions um in it so you kind of went you kind of explained the difference between an oracle card and in a tarot uh deck let's say and what for my what my understanding and i don't really delve into it too much is an oracle card you can just pick one up and then you, you say okay you can set an intention of um you know, I'm having issues with X, Y, Z, you know, how should I feel about this? Or right. what to, well, give me a card that helps me with this. Then you draw a card and then you read the book and right. then you get the meaning with a tarot card. It's more the, the, 
you have to interpret what the meanings are and you have a layout, you might have a layout and cards are connected to each other. So there's, there's needs to be a more in-depth knowledge uh, to use the tarot deck. Is that correct? Um, it depends on how you use tarot. Like, you know, one thing, the, the tarot is like a story, you know what I mean? It's almost like a, like a playing deck, you know what I mean? Like the ace, the king, the queen, the jack, they all have like a, a meaning to it. But the tarot is similar like that, you know? Um, in fact, if you get really good at tarot, you can also do that with any playing deck, you know? So like if you're in a situation where you want to do a reading for somebody, you, if you're good enough and you understand the story of the tarot, you could just break out a play, playing card deck and intuit enough, you know, to give them what they need, which is kind of fun. Um, you know, for, for me, the story of the tarot, each card um, there's association with those cards. And then, of course, they can mean different things if the card is in one direction versus the other, upside down or not. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm aware of the tarot. I've studied some of the tarot. Um, I don't follow it like that. I follow all my cards intuitively. So um, I work with the colors. I see what, you know, how the colors um, relate back to the energy centers in the body, like the chakras, you know. So if I see a lot of purple, I know it has to do with the crown. Or if it's a lot of yellow, it might be solar plexus and has to do with manifestation or blockage. You know, like there's all sorts of different ways to interpret the stuff. But um, as far as working with the tarot, you don't, you don't need to know the story. And I didn't know the story when I started. And, you know, um, it certainly helps because sometimes you have questions and you're like, okay, maybe I'm going to lean on the, on the story of the tarot, like the, the significance of what this card actually means in, in tarot. Um, but I don't, I don't just hook, line, and sinker with the tarot story. So I kind of like that more because it gives me more options to, to read things as they come in. Um, and so for your viewers, if they are interested in doing that, I, I highly recommend... Um, watching, you can watch YouTube um, to death. Like there's an amazing tarot readers out there. You know what I mean? And the ones that I always gravitated to were the ones that were working with the motion in the card, the energy in the card, the feeling. And then, you know, you pull up multiple cards and then the story starts to unfold. And like today I did a reading this morning and um, all the, you know, like I started pulling one card after the other. I asked one question and I asked another, then I asked another, right? And then, and then before I know it, I've got like 30 cards in front of me and I'm like, oh, and then I pull back and do like the wide view eagle's eye of the thing. And you can you can start to see an entire story unfold for the individual about their love and their career and their health and like, you know, what's going on and opportunities and where are they getting a little jammed up and how can we, you know, like what's coming, you know, you're kind of, um, I think that's what I love about the tarot cards is that they tell a story by the time you open up the whole spread. So Nate, thank you for explaining how you, uh, the difference between Oracle and uh, tarot cards. So these uh, readings that you give bring healing messages to your clients? Yeah, yeah, I, th I think they do. From, from what I've experienced, it's been very much like that. Like they, they get, in a way, they almost know their truth, but like I'm, I'm there to mirror it for them. You know what I mean? There's, it's that, that type of energy. It's like they need somebody to validate what they've been feeling, but I don't know what they feel. You know, I'm just seeing what the story is, but I'm, I'm also showing them and encouraging them. Like, look, if you take this chance or do that, you have a really good opportunity in front of you. Um, I was joking. Well, I, I was in a read with a, with a friend, um, I don't know, it was a couple months ago. And he, he said, look, Nate, I just, I'm tired. He said, I just want to retire. I want to have my golden retriever. I want to relax. I'm done with this grind thing. I just want to, you know, like that, that's what I want. As, as he was saying that, I was pulling a card to see what was coming up for him. And the card that came out was a, a young man sitting next to a puppy golden retriever growing into an old man with an old 
golden retriever like together you know what i mean wow. and as he's speaking the words i just hold up the card like that and he just starts to cry you know what i mean it was so powerful for him and um i don't know i can't explain how these things happen but one of the great things about being a practitioner is that you know i can work with the cards and i can show people things that i can you know like if you said to me nate this is going to be your experience blah 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 i have to take you at face value which Okay, that's great. But I like the tarot because, you know, I can be like, you just were talking about this and look what card comes up. What I'm hearing is even if it's just validating that person's truth, that is healing in itself because people want to talk. People talk about being heard. Right. And validating, validating your truth and being heard is so important to healing. Oh, it changes people's lives. Like I, I, I've had people who, who, you know, were kind enough to write testimonials and, and they really talked about life changing experiences because, you know, sometimes they don't even realize what state they're in. You know, they, they, they needed somebody to just say, hey, it's going to be OK. But, you know, I want you to try these techniques. You know, this will help you a lot. This will help you with your healing. Okay, maybe you have issues from trauma from your childhood, you know. All these different things come up. I never know with any client what will come up for them. Usually it's the thing that's most important for their healing. Um, that, that's usually what I aim for anyway. But that's what my guides usually show me. And then we then we dig in, right? So that we have the cards, we have our conversations, and then it's like, all right, well, you know, you have this thing. And like, I know I've been ignoring it. And I'm like, okay, I understand. But like, why don't we explore it a little bit? Because as we do that and we, we get into the nitty gritty and we sort of unravel, you know, these sort of fibers, right? Um, we start to see in, inside deeper in the egg, right? And we start to see there's something here that we need to really look at and, and, and let it go. We don't have to beat ourselves up, you know? It's just part of the healing process. So again, for me, the cards have done done that in spades multiple times. I'm always gr- grateful to use them because again, it's not just me speaking to you and you trusting what I say. I mean, I'm hoping you do, but um, it's also being validated with, with the cards. So, you know, I guess as an energy healer, Nothing is separate. Everything is healing in all the modalities that we use, and they all come together in different ways. And like I was saying, when I was at the um, at the uh, psychic fair, right, and I was doing uh, readings, I was doing energy healings on people. I would get, um, you know, with the tuning forks. You know, I'm swinging the tuning forks, and I'm watching all this stuff happen, and then I'd get like messages from loved ones, you know, on the other side. Like, I'm like, did your did your mother just pass away? Because I feel like she's right here with you. Oh my God, she died like last week, you know, and like all, you know, these things start to happen and it's all part of the healing, right? It's unfolding while we're doing an energy healing. And then I'll get intuitive hits like, okay, have you, have you checked your, you know, um, reproductive system? You know, there are areas here that we should just look at, have you had pain here? And, and yes, I have. Okay. It's okay. There's no problem. Just, you know, I want you to go have a checkup and they're all tied in because we heal in different ways. We heal physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, right? They're, um, they're not separate. And so I guess energy healing is more of like an umbrella, <clears throat> umbrella term because, you know, underneath that, there's so much that can be used. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm grateful that I can do the, pra- the energy practices. And I think what's really interesting is that as we waken up, Right. As all of us grow up and come out of like, I don't know, you want to call it the matrix or the system that we've all been, you know, ingrained in. Um, we're going to start, you know, understanding a little bit more about health, physical health, mental health. Um, you know, I know we've been very tied to the medical and healthcare systems that we've that have been around for a long time. But the technologies emerging now are really interesting. They're using a lot of, um, you know, um, frequencies, sound healing, 
um, vibrational healing, you know, th those things are going to start to have a bigger impact on disease, on, um, on the body and releasing things, you know, that will help with cancers. And all. I think it's going to become a big thing where we're basically going to go into a vibrational machine. Now, you know, we still need doctors and we need trauma surgeons and, you know, the things that happen here in the physical plane of earth that, you know, that will require more time, but even, even advancements are happening on a lot of levels there too. So it's Let an me exciting ask you a question. Yeah. You brought up both emotional and mental in terms of healing. Is there a distinction? Um, you know, I always look at emotional as something that is, um, it's, it's like something that's almost like trapped in the body. You know what I mean? Um, it's like an, you know, it's a feeling that is stuck, you know, it might even be a cycle. Um, whereas mental, it's, you know, usually self-inflicted, you know, um, you know, too much, too much overthinking, too much projecting, you know, it's really important for us to monitor our thoughts. And, you know, like if you go through the day and set a timer on your watch, like eight times during the day and you had to go off at like, you know, 930 and then like at 1145 and, the, you know, you, you did that through the day and just note down what you were thinking at that moment. It gets real interesting. The stuff you start thinking about, if you write it down, you're like, oh, my God, you know, because the thoughts become traps, they become mental patterns. We can repeat them. Right. And we can beat ourselves up and then we can create things that don't are not there. You know, it's just our perspective got skewed. So. Um, yeah, I think there is a distinction. The mental stuff is almost like thoughts going out of control, you know, um, whereas the emotional, there's something that's happened, you know, there's something that is in your body, something that needs to be released, you know, and uh, a lot of healing is, is just releasing things that are trapped within your, within your energetic body, you know? So it's important to, to do the hygiene thing. I really, you know, I really Thank recommend Thank you for it. explaining that in a way that is understood and understanding the distinction. Are you up for giving us a tarot reading for our audience? Yes, I, I happily to do that. Um, one thing I wanted to mention maybe before we, we did that and I, you know, because we were talking about the emerging technologies, I don't, we don't have to go into all that, but I want to, I want to explain, you know, I had an experience that, you know, it might, it might help others look at things differently too uh, with energy. I had an experience where a very good friend of mine had um, uh, stage three, stage four leukemia. He was like on the, on the, on the edge of it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't looking very good. He had been through chemo treatments. Um, the doctors were not very hopeful. He had a type of leukemia that, you know, the, the spine would start looking like Swiss cheese, like holes would, would start to open up, you know, and, and they were the doctors at Johns Hopkins, very gifted doctors. Um, we're like, we're gonna have to fill in those holes because, you know, if you had any sort of like fall or anything, you know, you might lose your your ability to walk or, you know, move. And, you know, he told us about this. My friend told me about it and I said, okay. I said, all right, well, what, what other things are you doing to help with your healing? Like, you know, outside of the conventional, we're gonna take cement and slab it into your spine and, you know, hope everything works out, you know, and do chemo. And he said, you know, I, I, I don't do a lot. Um, I said, okay, well, let me talk to another friend who is also a very advanced healer. So he and I got together and we decided, we said, look, we're going to, we're going to help you out. And we want, we want you to try some things if you're open to it. And he said, I am open to it because I feel like nothing has really been working. So we started with a vibrational therapy. We were using like two Hertz frequency 
and we would place it over his kidneys and liver where there, there were some of the issues were there, you know, based on, you know, based on the um, issues in his spine, you know, because your spine is connected to various organs, right? Depending on where in the spine it is, you know, your, your, um, so, so we were like, okay, we, we're going to focus on these organs and this part of the spine. We're going to play the, the hertz, you know, the frequency every night. You're going to put it on your stomach and you're going to let the speaker play it, you know, and your, your body is going to absorb it. And while we were doing that, we created some tinctures and tonics, you know, things that were like made of like slippery elm and burdock and other um, natural remedies that are good for flushing things out of your system, especially if you've been nailed by, you know, a lot of modern medicine, chemotherapy, you know, that all that stuff stays within you, the radiation. So we were flushing through the liver and the kidneys, you know, he was also taking some various um, mushrooms, types of mushrooms, you know, shaga, turkey tail, um, lion's mane. We were working with different mushrooms too. To, to, so those are really good for healing the body as well. Um, so we, we did this like, you know, for about a month, you know, we did this and uh, we did, we did a ceremony together, which was also a, a surreal experience. But um, then we said, okay, time for you to go to the doc and let us know what, what what's going on with your body. So six weeks later, he ends up in, you know, after seeing the docs, you know, he ends up going in there and they do the scans and the test and they're like, you're in full remission and your spine is completely filled back in all the holes. We thought we were going to have to patch are filled in. Oh my and, God. You know, and, and he's been in remission. He's never had an issue again. It's been four years now. I don't know if it was one thing that worked, if it was only the, the frequency, if it was the, um, the medicines that we were working with and giving him and even the support, mental, emotional support. Uh, but man, what a miracle, you know, you think six weeks you go from like, man, this thing is going badly too. I'm fully healed. Um, and I can't really explain, you know, but I know, I knew, I knew that there was something there. So I continue to like to integrate that stuff into my practice now. So energy healing may expand into other areas like that. Like I, I always say it's kind of like a more of a holistic approach to, to working with people. Well, Nate, thank you so much for telling us about all your wonderful energy practices. I know our viewers, are, as well as Jen and I, are looking forward to a tarot reading from you. And what messages do you have for our viewers out there watching today? Well, we can find out. I'd be happy to do, uh, you know, it's harder when we're doing like an, a wide audience, you know, so it may not resonate with everybody. I did actually pull four cards from, a, from an Oracle deck as like the overall idea um and i just wanted to kind of sit in that energy and see what it was spirit was really trying to offer so i, I pulled four cards and the it, the interesting thing is like the the energy that's supporting the collective because we're talking about you know um the shifting earth that we're on you know things are really changing very quickly i mean people notice it but maybe they don't realize it but things are changing and, and, for, and for good, you know, like things are coming up, right? Things are coming to the surface. So that's a lot of what I was seeing here. It's like, you know, there's a lot more um, um, like the veil, if you, if you want to call it a veil, like there's this thinning happening around us. Like we, as humans, we're starting to perceive, you know, the way systems are. And so we're opening up, we're, we're, the mask is coming off. That's literally what I'm seeing. The mask is coming off. And I feel like for a long time we've been, We've been very, I don't know how well you can see that car, but there's this woman there with like a blindfold over her eyes, right? And it's sort of like um, this idea that we have been blind to, blind to justice, you know what I mean? Like blind, blind to truth, you know, there, there's that, that's the energy that we've been in. And in a way, you know, this card comes up too, reminds me similar. This, there's a woman here, she's got her hand like blocking the light, you know, like almost not allowing it to fully 
fully take it in. You know, it's kind of got that energy to it. Um, so it's, it's, it's like um, the veil is coming off and this card came up, like the mask is coming off, right? Like the, the identities, our identities as uh, individuals, but identity as a collective. Like we're really, it, it's time to be our authentic selves. You know, it's really important to honor ourselves, to appreciate everything that we've all um, come through as a collective. You know, we've, we've endured a lot of hatred toward, towards one another. There's been a lot of hurt and harm and, heal, and, and just, you know, the wars and all the things that we, um, experienced, you know, there's a lot of new things coming to light, and we're going to learn a lot more about who we are as humans, humanity, uh, and the story of of um, humanity. And I think what is really exciting about all of this is the only way that this happens is by the human consciousness rising to a certain level, a certain frequency, you know, where we can all start to unravel things that haven't been seen, you know, revelations or disclosures you know that that is something that i'm i'm sort of feeling with this energy i'm not saying that will resonate for everybody but i think no matter what that is where we're headed and so um the, i'm gonna i'm gonna see how this pertains to our overall personal energy and, and how we can how we can deal with these things ha um yeah it's 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 like as we're growing older now, we're starting to, to, to see things differently as we're, we're starting to see um, the connection to all things and all people. Um, yeah, there's this, there's this, I, I love this card. This is my favorite cards and in the tarot, the 10 of cups, is, it's like a beautiful, it's like this magical card of um, love and family and connection, right? And generate generations and ancestors. And, you know, the cups represent um, emotion, right? And I, I see this as a very healing card for, for the collective. That's kind of, uh, so there is going to be healing. Yes, we are going to still be unraveling things that are not so pretty, but we're headed, where we're headed is to a, a very good place. Um, um, you know, even, even, it's like a, like a, slingshot effect or rubber band effect where you pull pull back and it feels like we're going backwards in a way because we're seeing so much crap happen but then all of a sudden we're like propelled forward and out of the out of this sort of thing that we were in you know that, that i don't know if people are feeling like that but that that resonates for me i feel like we're i'm watching this like you know like watching all of us kind of like why why does it feel like we're going backwards we should be advancing but i think part of the going backwards is actually looking at everything one last time before, before we go forward you know um so that's that's the energy um, supporting collectively all of us, and you know it's a, it's a really important time now for us to <clears throat> to go inside and to really really inspect what it is we're holding on to, because you know um, as we ascend, I say that word lightly, but as we as we grow as, as spiritual people, as energetic beings, you know that's what we are first. We're energy. Um, it, it's really important to go inside and release the things that really don't help you anymore. You know, like we have all these patterns in our lives, things that we hold on to, <sighs> memories even, you know, and, and they tell us who we are and what we should be. That that feels like that's that's got to go. You know, we got to just do some introspection. And, and also within the introspection comes me messages of the divine. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, if, if you're able to go inside and get quiet, we're going to have victory. And I, lo I love how she's on the stage here. And she's holding her hands up and the lights are beaming down on her. Like, I see that as a V for victory, but I also see it like spirit coming down, like the lights, you know, shining upon her, you know. It's like you're going to be gifted, gifted something very special because you're, you're willing to take 
take the risk to go within and investigate what's going on with you energetically, you know, emotionally, spiritually. So, um, again, these, these readings are a little bit wide and, um, but I think, you know, one of, one of the cool messages that came out that we're all going through this journey together, we're all going to be helping each other through this journey. It's really important that we remember that we're not separate from each other and it's going to take the whole collective to help each other. You know, we're not separate. And I love this because it reminds me of like Star Family. When I see that card, I think of like, you know, the Pleiades or Andromeda or Orion or, you know, another galaxy, you know, where maybe we we, we burst out of and we came here, you know, kind of got that. The family ties will last forever. And not just, you know, with blood, we're talking about with, you know, um, our human collective. So um, a lot of exciting things. It feels like we're really shifting. Um, I'll pull one last card here. I don't want to take up too much time. But um, we'll see what, what else they want to share. Yeah, it's like it's like we're coming we're coming out of a time of, of strife and a lot of overworking, overthinking. The energies have been very heavy on Earth. You know, we went through coronavirus. We've we've been through. We're going through some wars. You know, there's still some stuff, um, but we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. And it's important that we we manage our energy. Uh, we manage, you know, like I said, don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution. You know, don't focus on the problems as much. Focus on what you, you know, what can you offer? What can you bring, you know? And that can only happen by you going within and really in doing the self-inspection, right? And then how are you showing up for for your family, for your friends, for your coworkers, for yourself? You know, like, how is that happening? You know, and be be mindful of your thoughts and your energy. So, I, don't know, I hope that I hope that is helpful in in some way to your audience, but um, that's just kind of what I'm feeling more collectively. We're we're like we're like traveling, we're transiting through a new time. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I mean, we we all talk about go, moving into five D. We all hear that in in these spiritual videos that we watch or books that we read, and that just confirms your cards. I love how the cards confirm all that. Well, it, feel, it, feel, it feels that way, like we've been through a lot. And I, I don't think anybody can deny that. So, I mean, maybe I'm not sharing anything that's earth-breaking, but I, I want people to know that we are we are shifting as a group. And, and the shift happens through individual work, you know. And uh, without that, you know, um, it just takes longer for us to get out of the hole that we've, we've, we've dug. Well, I love that card about going inward because my guides are all about self-love. When I when I channel the um, entities that I channel, uh, when I write the uh, positive affirmations that I write from them, they're all about going with inside and, and recognizing yourself and loving yourself first. And that card just confirmed that. Great. Yeah, yeah, it, it's so it's so true. It's like the light. It's like the uh, you know, the, it's like the light emits from inside and it goes out. You know, and that's what we are as energetic beings. What we perceive in our physical reality is often a reflection of our in, inner reality, right? So, you know, if you're seeing a lot of chaos and a lot of mess going on in your life, doesn't mean that you deserve it or anything like that. But it, it's a good time to also do some introspection because. What happens is, you know, um, in the 3D reality that we're in, you know, in this density, um, manifestations and energy, it takes a little bit of time to catch up. It's not as instant as if you were in like a five dimensional um, universe, so to speak. You know, you're you're so the, the key part is to go within, dream what you want to dream, feel what you want to feel, you know. And then as you bring that into the world, you'll start to watch everything around you shift. You'll have more peace. You'll have more compassion for people. You'll um, be happier, more joyful. You'll be more abundant. You know, all of those things are part of your inner 
inner work and going within. So like you were saying, it's like that is the key. That is the portal to which we, you know, our physical reality will start to unfold. Now, it will unfold differently for different people. Like there's a societal unfolding and then there's an individual set. Like you might experience not much of something while like the rest of a group of people are really experiencing something very heavy and traumatic, right? I'm not saying that they deserve that or not. You know, they may have agreed to that in some sort of soul contract. But uh, regardless of whatever that is, your your energy is your your key, you know, and, and, and that's why I like to do the work that I'm doing. And it's so amazing the cards you pulled because there is hope in the cards that you pulled in terms of where we are going to come from. And even though people might not look at the world or live in a way where they accept people talking about there being a 3D and a 5D and how everything is intertwined or whatever, the point is, is that everyone could benefit from hope. Everyone could benefit from more love and compassion so whether you use new age words or what have you, we could all live a more joyful, peaceful existence by Definitely. focusing on within Definitely. and having hope. Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel the, 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 the feeling, the, the fourth card, that was the last card in the original spread was, was that one. It was the appreciation card. You know, it's like being here present on earth. You know, we've been given an opportunity to, to experience life in a physical being, you know, that's, no, that's a miracle in its own right, you know, so we should have full appreciation for that. And, you know, um, our connection to spirit is also the connection to this earth and our care for the earth and our, um, our, our, um, you know, we're, we're, we're guardians for, for the planet. So it's important to, to remain connected and to get outside, take time because that, that's where you'll get a lot of clarity. You know, so it doesn't matter who you are, how if you're in 5D, you know, 3D, 7D, 12D, whatever D, you know, you go outside, you're going to get a lot of clarity. That's why people like, you know, they walk in the morning, right? They, they take those walks to clear their minds, right? There's something to it, you know, and especially if you're in a climate where you can take your shoes off and walk barefoot on the ground, um, that that is really healing, too, because there's a lot of, you know, your energy, we're connected to the earth, you know, we're not really meant to wear shoes, you know, but it's sort of like where we've evolved, you know, we have like thick soles and they're made of rubber and our connection to the earth is a little less than it used to be. So good opportunity to spend time in nature to help heal your energy, take the shoes off, sit under a tree, you know, th those simple things can go a long way and a lot further than we think. Absolutely. And, you know, people used to be teased for being tree huggers, but there's something to it. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the trees have to endure, you know, they, 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 they have to endure quite a bit, you know, it's like they get to they get to be the watchers, right? You know, they get to watch time and hold hold, they hold frequency and light too, you know, just like certain animals do as well on the planet, like whales and other sea animals, dolphins, they, they high, they hold high, high frequencies, you know, that we need, just like the rocks in the earth, the crystals, you know, um, all of them have a place and a purpose, you know. Well, Nate, how do people get in touch with you to, to get all your wonderful services that you offer? Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I have, I have a company called Blue Tiger Healing Arts, you know, um, but you can go to the website bluetigerarts.com. And on there, you'll, you'll see the different modalities I work with. Um, I have a little shop with artwork that's going on in there. Um, I also have like an Instagram, uh, Blue, Blue Tiger Healing Arts, which you can go to and there's some stuff in there. It's new, but yeah, I would love for anybody who feels compelled or who feels like they um, identify with what I'm saying, you know, please reach out to me. I'm uh, happy to do a consultation and, 
you know, I always look forward to, to working with new people. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys for, for having me.